Hi, I'm Michael Sunoff, founder and CEO of HardToFindSeminars.com. For the last five years, I've interviewed the world's best business and marketing minds. Along the way, I've created a successful publishing business, all from home, from my two-car garage. When my first child was born, he was very sick, and it was then that I knew I had to have a business that I could operate from home. Now my challenge is to build the world's largest free resource for online downloadable MP3 audio business interviews. I knew I needed a site that contained strategies, solutions, and inside angles to help you live better, to save and make more money, to stay healthier, and to get more out of life. I've learned a lot in the last five years, and today I'm going to show you the skills you need to survive. thing that's going to pay you the most money is your ability to sell. You know, that passion, that's what you should be focusing on. Now, finding something that you can create, an information product that you don't need a warehouse for, that you don't need trunks of your car. Information, it's digital, it's audio, it's a CD-ROM, it's a cassette tape, it's printed pages that you can print on demand. You could get a company to create and ship. You don't even have to touch this stuff. Hi, this is Michael Sinoff with HardToFindSeminars.com. Here's about a 45-minute recording I did with a lady named Brenda. She had an incredible personality. She talked a mile a minute. She had this beautiful southern accent, and this woman could sell. She called me asking for some advice on what I would do if I was her, and listen in as I give her advice on how to create an automatic selling system. Enjoy. So let's start from the beginning. Just tell me, first of all, how did you hear about me? Well, I actually bought the Jeff Paul system, and the Jeff Paul system gave me enough little food for thought that I wanted to do the free conference call since it was included in the price. For two weeks in a row, I've been trying to listen to Jeff Paul, but his advertisement that says he's on every Tuesday night is not exactly true. And so the second Tuesday night that I was on there, all these people started coming online, and I can hear them talk. And I was like, can y'all hear me? And they're like, yeah. So we ended up spending about 20 minutes over the fact that his advertisement's not right. And then Gary came on. And then another guy named John, which you helped him, and he's from up north somewhere. Right. So anyway, um, you had talked to him, and him and Gary had been talking, and so they both came online to get each other up to date. And I was like, whoa, who's this Michael Sinoff? Wait a minute. Y'all tell me, because when they were saying, oh, you should go to his website, he's got all this free stuff, and it's so much to learn, and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, wait a minute. He doesn't do nothing for free, y'all. <laughs> and they were like, well, you really need to go to his website. And they just kept repeating your website over and over and over and over. And everybody who was online got to where they would shut up and not talk. They would, they <laughs> that is hilarious. And so we just kind of sat online for quite a while just talking. And I was trying to get my way in edgewise. And it was hard until John hung up. And when John hung up, Gary took over. And Gary wouldn't hardly let you talk. Because he just said he was just so full of information, things that he had learned from you. And when they said that you actually would talk to them at no charge, I was like, get out of here. All right, that's great. Well, you know what I do? And there's a couple reasons because you saw all the recordings on the site. I mean, I have CDs, so much stuff you would not believe. And I have copied three three-inch notebooks so far, and I'm not even through because the things that I'm just scanning through and I haven't even begun to read them yet, information I didn't know. And so it's valuable to me because I didn't know it. Okay, good. A lot of people want to download everything because they think it's all going to disappear. I mean, I don't have any plans for it disappearing, but you never know. I could wake up one morning and say, forget this. I'm going to stop giving away all this stuff, and I'm just going to make a membership site. So go ahead. 
ahead and download it and print it out, put it in binders, and then you have it no matter what. Let's start from the beginning. Why don't you tell me your name, where do you live, and give me just a little background on yourself and what's your story here. Okay. My name is Brenda, and I am from the Alamance County area in North Carolina. How old are you? I'm 39. You married? Yes. Do you have kids? No. See, I used to be a three-job person where I would work two or three jobs, and it didn't matter to me what I did because I loved money. And then when I met up with my future husband, he was doing really well with what he was doing. I was like, you know, when we get married, I don't even want to work anymore. Well, he wasn't doing that well. What kind of jobs were you working? Retail management, sales management. Before then, I worked for a company called Airborne Express, which I think is non-existent anymore. I've been there for 10 years. Airborne Express, the shipping company? Yes. Are they no longer? They were sold out to another company. They may keep some places called Airborne Express Deal, but they're owned by someone else. I was in sales and customer service with them for some years. Were you outbound sales, inbound sales? Well, I handled all the big Mama Jamba accounts. Let me tell you exactly what I did for Airborne. What I did was the salespeople who actually went in the car and they went and got the accounts and they sold them and bought them or whatever, they would bring them back and then they would hand them off to me and then what I would do is I would babysit them. I'd make sure their shipments got out on time. I made sure that the shipments they were supposed to receive got out. I made sure that there were no complaints, and if there were, I would go 50 million extra miles to make sure that I just babied all their accounts. That these guys were happy because they were good money. Yeah, and so that's how I got interested in sales because when I started taking some of the clients to lunch, and we would talk about the accounts, and I was like, wow, this is cool. And so I really liked that, and I thought, well, that's getting my feet wet. Well, I left there, and I went through a couple other jobs which were meaningless, and I ended up as a retail manager for a maternity clothing store, which is not in existence anymore. And I had snowed my way into being a retail store manager. And so until that went bankrupt and went belly up, I really enjoyed it. And one of my stories is, and I'm going to put this in my little packet of information that I'm getting together to get out there, is that when I was there, what got me really interested in actually selling was it was considered a high-end maternity store. This lady comes in, she throws her arms in the air, and she says, I'm not going to buy anything. I'm just coming here to look. Well, one of my techniques were was to get her, walk around the store, see what she liked. And so she would walk around the store and she would look at things and pick them up. She'd come down and I memorized it. And I took her to the dressing room and I said, you have a seat. And I started bringing her stuff. Then I started mix matching her stuff. When I got through, she walked out of the store with almost $900 worth of clothes. And I had a high like I'd never had before. My employees were like, man, that's like drugs. And I was like, well, I don't do drugs. I ain't never done drugs. But if that's the high, honey, this is legal and it's safe. And I love it. So anyway, after that, I knew I had found my niche. And that was selling. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Once you did that and you really gave that customer a lot of attention and you saw the result in the sale, did you continue to do that with other customers? Obviously. That's without even saying. We made quite a bit of money, but one store can't do it all. But, yeah, in fact, we trained all of the employees. I got them all trained in what I was doing. My DM was pretty impressed with the work I was doing and so forth. It was just really nice. I really enjoyed it. and became second hat, and then the excitement went out of it. It was just a high to get the big sale. It becomes a normal thing. Thing. And to me, I have found out years later, because I think I had told you in the emails that I sent to you that I made 40000 last year in seven months. Okay, doing what? I went out on a limb to start selling water treatment systems. Well, are they full house or counter units or all different? They're all different. I went for the six dollars and $7,000 ones. The whole house systems? Oh, yeah. Now, this isn't multi-level, is it? No, it's outside sales. Okay, and how did you get hooked up with them? I went to a car dealership my next vendor.
insurance sales and became the aftermarket sales manager. And they were impressed with my telephone recording to them about trying to find out if they were still offering a position. And they had me to meet with four different people up to the owner of the company. And I sat with him, and I had the job when I got through. So I was working with them for a while, and there was a lot of controversy over the parts department and the after-sales market department. And I got tired of fighting with this guy, so I pretty much went to work for water treatment as a secretary. I was like, you know, I don't need these sales anyway. I'm out of it. And I sat at his desk making $12 an hour for nine months, and I said, this is ridiculous. I can't do this. So I left, and I did something else. And then I had called one of my buddies and told him that I had gone for an interview to a water treatment facility in Greensboro. And I found out that they were being investigated by some kind of bureau because they keep leaving the state and coming back. And he says, well, if you're going to sell water treatment systems, why don't you come to work for us? So anyway, through that friend, that's how I got there is because he went and talked to the owner and talked to the general manager at the time. And he's like, man, y'all really need to have her here. So anyway, I started working there. and then You started as a secretary? No, a couple of years ago, I was a secretary for nine months. I left, and when I came back, I came back in sales. So when I came back, in my first three weeks, I had sold three systems. And that was including the training because you have to take in mind I had absolutely no idea about money. What do you mean you had no idea about money? How much you can make or what? How much you could make, how much you could talk them into spending. You were just going to be happy if you could make 20 bucks an hour. I was just going to be happy to talk to people because, as you can tell, I'm a talker. person. I'm sorry. I enjoy meeting people and I enjoy getting out there. So at any rate, I went through training and I did my way through all of that, learned the chemicals, learned how to test the water, and I went to several different homes and for some reason something wasn't clicking. I wasn't selling. Who was generating the leads? The company? You're listening to an exclusive interview found on Michael Sinoff's hardtofindseminars.com. The company generates the leads. I just went out on them. So anyway, I didn't sell anything and then it was a Wednesday night, and it was snow and ice on the ground, and I told my husband, I said, well, I said, I'll go to these next three appointments, but then I said, I'll quit, and I'll find a real job. Well, those three appointments I sold, all three. And I went in with the I don't care attitude. If you don't want to buy, fine. Then that high came back, and after that, of course, the owner and the general manager took me to dinner because I had gotten three full sales so quickly. And they knew, and it's normally that you don't really get sales for the first couple, three months. They give you really easy sales, and then you have to work for the rest on your own. But these three sales, they didn't even know was going to happen. It wasn't something they set up. What did you put in your pocket on each one of those? On each one of those, I would say 500 to 1,000 because I can't remember. It might have been over that. You know, now that I think about it, I think one was like 1,100 and one was like 1,300. You know, after a while when money's rolling in the way it's rolling in, you don't even... You don't count. Yeah, you just like, well, I got money. But anyway, I did that and I did that for seven months and my career ended with them when I got injured on the job because after a while, I hired my own person to come to work for me, and we would bottle drop together. And I would do bottle dropping on my own. And now, that's what, delivering the five-gallon bottles? No, it's actually putting a test bottle at your mailbox and then giving you a questionnaire. You fill it out, fill your bottle up. We do the testing, and then we let you know what results we find. And pretty much it's just the hardness of the water. And then if you want us to come out and finish doing the other testing for other stuff, then we'll come out and do the testing in your home. And then when we get through, then we'll show you how to fix the problem. Anyway, that's what I did because I wanted to generate more and more and more and more money. Is that a way to generate leads? Yes. Do you bottle drop to any home or? Any home. 
I'm just curious. Tell me, what do you do? Let's say you were in my neighborhood and you came by my house. What are you going to do? Put a bottle at your mailbox. At the bottom of the mailbox? You can't attach it to the mailbox. There's a stake and there's a little plastic bag and there's a little plastic bottle. You're allowed to attach it to the mailbox? You cannot. It's you, against the law. You right. cannot. You just put it right at the base. You put it right at the base so that when people come home and get their mail, they can just reach down and pluck up the thing out of the ground. You attach it to a stake? Yeah. And there's a bottle there? Yes. And directions or something? Yeah, a questionnaire and then a plastic bag. And then the next morning, you have to go back and pick up all these uh, I see. Basically, what does it say? It says something to the effect that we are in your neighborhood or we are in your area for a short time and we are doing bottle water testing. We understand there have been some complaints about the taste of the water and it asks you questions like, do you have any stains, toilet stains, tub stains? Do you notice any lime or calcium buildup? Do you know any rust or whatever? And we do this not in city limits. We do this outside because it is against the city limits ordinance for you to test the water and city limits because I kind of got one county in trouble. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think most cities would not like people to bottle drop like well, that? Well, the city says that all these cancer-causing chemicals and all these Alzheimer-causing chemicals and all these other chemicals that are so slow in your system does not cause any problems, and they bleach your water. They do all kinds of stuff. They say, oh, it's so harmless, but look at how people are just getting diseases. Left yeah, that's true. I'm interested as a technique to generate leads, so this was very effective, this bottle dropping. Yeah, I'm going to do my catalogs that way. How many bottles would you go put out? I would put 500 bottles out a day. And you had someone helping you put the stakes in the ground? Yeah, because you had to have a driver and you had to have a person to... Where do you get these little stakes? Well, I got them for my job. But how long are they? Little pieces of wood with a point and you They're just... They're actually plastic. They have a round top, and the round top has a little separator thing that you twine the bag up a little bit to fit it through there, and it just hangs from the stake. So it's kind of like a plastic lollipop, like a circle at the top. Yeah. Where do you get those? I got those at work. I don't know where they got them. Okay, so no, you I just jam it in the ground, you attach the bag with the bottle there and everything. Yep. All right, so you put 500 out in one day, and then you come back that next day? Yep. And how do you know that someone's put the water in there? Is it easy to spot with your eye? Yeah, when you drive up and you see a steak, even if there's no bag attached to the steak, you have to pick it up. Once they find out who's doing it, you start getting calls from different ones and say you don't want any complaints at all. So the next day, you got to pick up all the steaks. you got to pick up the steaks whether the bag's there or not, and that's just common courtesy. Yeah. Out of 500, how many will you have water specimens? I think my highest water sample that everybody was so impressed with was like 175. Okay, what was a poor drop? A poor drop was probably about 20, 20 or 30. What well, is because you have to take in advance that you take a lot of numbers to make some numbers. You have to understand that, you know, there are people that are going to put Coke in there. They're going to put Mountain Dew in there. We have gotten a variety of... Urine. Yeah, I mean, they're going to do... So they're pissed and they're just messing with you. Yeah, and we hit a poor town. Unfortunately, I had gotten into some city limits, which I did not get in trouble for this one. But we had hit some city limits, and everybody in that town was actually complaining because the people at the water plant had told them, don't drink your water, we've got problems with it. And so we had hit at that area, and... And that was the area, along with the countryside of it, that we got 175 water samples. Because you had the support of the media. Water was on people's minds. Water was on people's minds. But on a good day, my average was between, I would say, 75 and 125. Right, so you basically scare the shit out of them, that there's something wrong with their water. Well, no, all we do 
is tell them that we have heard that there were some kind of complaints about water. No, that's fine. I mean, it sounds like an effective technique. All right, so you test the water. How long does it take to test it? You just drop some drops in there and you test it, and then what do you do? Well, several tests. We do an iron test. We do a hardness test. In the hardness test, we actually test how hard the water is, and then we actually test your water against our water. Do you have a system in your home? No, not a home system, but I have a in my sink and stuff, yeah, my okay. kitchen sink. If you were to take ice cubes from your refrigerator and put it in a glass and put Coke in it, it looks real fizzy. You can do this. Rinse out glass out of your soft water. Rinse out a glass out of your hard water. Pour Coke in both. The one in the soft water looks like it's flat. The one in your hard water looks like it's all just full of fizzy bubblies. But when you taste the one that was rinsed out with soft water, it actually got more carbonation taste and more fizz to it than the actual water because the hardness breaks down everything. So we test all of that. We also do the soap test. But anyway, those are just the techniques that we use, and I don't want to sit here and try to sell you on the water. So you go test the water, and then do you call the people back after you do the test? Do you call them by phone? Oh, yeah, because they have to sign it. And mm -hmm. at the bottom of it, they, I authorize for you to call me back and give me the test results. Okay, so you call them on the phone, and you give them the results, and then you try and set up an appointment. Right. And actually, the person who sets up the appointment doesn't know anything about anything because they're going to try to corner you into finding out everything they need to know right over the phone. The person I hired to do my calling for me would just say, ma'am, sir, I don't know. I have no idea. The only thing I know is I'm instructed to call you to let you know that we have found some problems with your water. And if you would like for us to come out and finish doing the testing on your water, we are not affiliated with the water company. We are not affiliated with the city or the county. We are an independent, privately owned company that does our own testing, and if you would like for us to come out and do testing, we'll be glad to come out and we'll leave the results with you. All right, so she lines the appointments up. And she lines the appointments up, and then I would go out and I would do the appointments. And it got to be that probably 70% of the 40000 I made were my own lead generation. From your bottle drops. And so the guy who went around with you, who drove the car? We both did until I dislocated my shoulder, and that's what ended my career. How did you do that? I was bottle dropping, and I've been bottle dropping for about six months, and I don't know. I thought I could reach back because you know how people decorate their mailboxes. The ones that we went to at that time had big old white rocks around them. And I thought I could reach back and just pluck that stake in the ground and my arm turned the wrong way. And that was all she wrote. And I had to have surgery, yada, yada, yada. All right, so your bottle dropping days were over. So my bottle dropping days were over for right now anyway. So I had been on recoup all the time. And that's what got me to thinking about the business I had bought. All right, so let's go into that. So you injured yourself and did you see it on an infomercial? Yes, I did. Okay. We had tried many other things. The only reason why I bought it was because my husband looked at that commercial and said, now that is not a scheme. He says, if you want to do that, he says, I'll let you do that. So I thought, well, with his blessing, I'll go ahead and get it. How much was it? It was 300 and some dollars. So I bought it, and I made 500 in the first couple weeks. So it already paid its effect. So what were you selling? Just catalog stuff, you know, dust collectors. Well, you were doing this direct sales? Yeah, direct sales. I would go out, and mostly friends and people in the neighborhood, and, hey, look at these. And when I saw the return on that, I was like, get out of here. So anyway, I decided to do that. But then my mind is always bigger and better. I think all salespeople have that problem. How can I do this bigger? How can I do this better? How can I do this to make more money? Well, then I got to thinking websites. And we weren't making the kind of money where I could just go out and just do what I wanted to do. And I'm all or nothing. So it all went dormant. I decided I'm just going to put it in the attic and I let it go. And I didn't decide to bring it out again until this year. And I think all in all, I think I made 
made a total of like eight hundred some dollars from doing it in 2000 because it happened at Christmas and everything. But anyway, it all went in the attic, and I got to thinking, well, you know, I could really get this set up. So while I'm waiting for Workman's Comp to go through, I've been just doing nothing. So I got it back out, and all of a sudden, I don't mean to bring religious beliefs in it, but I'm a Christian, and the guy was just closing doors left and right. I had bought a website, and they screwed me. I had somebody else to call me to try to sell me. Once they found out that I had a website up, they said, oh, let us take care of you. We can do it for X amount of money. They did not do me right on the website. What did they charge you for that? Almost $3,000. Three grand. So that's to say, okay, you got all these catalogs. Here's all the products. We're going to put it all online. Right. So that's their back end, that website. Yeah. Well, see, the only problem is that the catalog company says that they're not affiliated, but they endorse them because the catalog company club was not helping me. So what were they going to do for you for three grand? Well, I was supposed to have a custom-made website, and everything would be done custom-made with all the sites, and I got really excited, and they started showing me web pages and stuff, and I thought that was custom-made until I had a custom-designed website company give me a call and say they're not custom-made, they're templates. If you wanted to start a shoot across the page, you couldn't do that. You would have to pay them even more money. What they were selling me was a custom website, and it wasn't nothing more than a... But did it have all their products and catalogs? It it had all the products and catalogs, and from what I understand, any website can send money to them, and they will allow you to download it because, of course, they want you to sell their product. All right. They got you on three grand. They got me on three grand. Well, I finally got it back. After about three months of fighting, my bank took over and got it back for me. I had sent an email to the president. He may have even had an influence on it because he said he'd look into the matters. But in any event, I got that money back. Then I said, well, I'm not going to go the website way right now. I'm not even going to let that be on my mind because I'm so leery about doing anything over the computer anymore. Then I talked to Gary, and Gary informed me that any contract you do, you do it over the mail or over the fax. You don't do it on the Internet. It's fine to talk to people. He gave me a little bit of tool information that I needed with really listening to that. So here I am, and what's really a killer is when I set up my website, I took all the extra money I had, and I bought a business fax, copier, scanner. I went ahead and opened up a business account, got a business credit card. I got a business post office. I went and got my little business stamps. I mean, I mean, I've got everything I need to be set up to start this business. I do want to do the catalogs. I'm not into making a billion bucks in a week. I'm into making a lot of little money because there's a lot of people without a job, and I want to do two ends on this. Through talking to Gary, an idea popped into my head. I decided I can also sub-wholesale, which means I can get you to sub-wholesale through me. You're selling the catalogs. You make 60%. I make 40%. You can take your 60% right off the top after you get the money from your customers, and you can send me just the shipping and all of that, that's all shown in the process, and then everything will be direct shipped to you to give your customers. What do you find so attractive about the whole setup? What attracts you to that type of business? Because everybody has to buy something for somebody. Is it the variety? It's the variety. They've got tons of variety. They have got for Christians. They've got for Indians. They've got things for African Americans. They've got things for all different types of people. Meet everybody's needs. All right, so we know there's something for everybody. What else do you like about it? I've got my license through them, and, of course, I've also got my federal ID lie, too. But what do you mean you got it through them? 
them? Once you sign up with them, they give you a license to sell number. Oh, okay. I see. So you pay for that license every year. It's just all easy in one. And what's really cool about it is the fact that everything is just done in one place and one phone call, and, and you don't have to go here to get this item. What's the biggest margin that you can make? You can sell something for X amount of dollars, and you could make in your pocket this much. You can sell something for $12. Your actual cost is like 2 or 3 bucks, and then the rest is yours. It's a high enough margin to where I'm satisfied. Listening to the ones that I listened to on the phone of selling something for $849 and then only having to spend $12 to make it, it's a ripoff. It's a 300% markup on everything. Everything? Everything. And through seminars that I've listened to, a lot of people mark things up even higher. They open up their own stores. Some people started out in the trunk of their car getting stuff out, and people just come by and buy them. Some people go to places like little trade markets or trade shows. On Saturdays, I forgot what they're called. They go there and they'll set up a table and they can charge whatever they want to. And a lot of people charge actually higher than just 300% because they're just eager to make more money. And you can charge it, but you can't show the catalog because the catalog just shows a 300% markup on it. And so that's what I do. But if you have overhead, of course, you're going to be tempted to mark up. So anyway, with that in mind, and what got me into getting it out this time was that the surgery that I had for my arm got screwed up really bad. My arm was shaking on its own. It had its own life. It had its own little way of doing things. No control over it and I couldn't go Christmas shopping so what did I do I went to the ABC catalog and I got all of my Christmas from not my catalogs mind you but my ABC because I hadn't signed back up with mine they give you really really good prices as well they're not quite as low but they're pretty good so anyway I had to do my entire Christmas shopping through a catalog because I could not even go out and do my own so that's what got me and I'm like you know there are a lot of people in my situation so I renewed my license and I just kept going because the good thing with the catalog company whether you do it now or you don't do it now they hold all of your records forever and if you go 10 years and you don't want to do it then all of a sudden you want to they'll have your records and what's really cool about it is it was so professional they had the exact money I spent they've had the exact money I spent on the system they just have everything and they send you statements and they send you promos they send you emails and they send you all kinds of stuff they send you little tidbits of helpful information to help you sell and get started and do this that and the other so it's been really really cool all the way around so that's where I'm at but see now I want to go in two directions one I want to do direct catalog sales where people can actually do mail-in orders and I don't have a Visa MasterCard system set up yet and I don't have a postal system set up yet. Those are two things I want to do, but I want to get money in first to do that. You don't have a way to accept Visa MasterCard? Not yet. Have you heard of PayPal? I've heard of PayPal, and I don't know if that's a Visa. Yeah, that's more for online, though. Yeah, and I'm not doing anything online right now because I'm going to teach myself how to do a website, and I'm going to do my own website. Okay. You've got a great skill. I mean, you kind of remind me a little bit of myself. I got into sales. I thought selling was it. You know, when you sold that $800 worth of clothes to that lady, he said, man, this is awesome. If you could sell, you could make the money, you know? And you could sell anything if you're passionate about it, right? That's right. Oh. And that's the word, passion. That's right, because that's what sells. Your enthusiasm and your excitement about something that comes through, it's more than just the words. The pitch of your voice and your attitude and everything, and they believe you. When you're like that, you're selling yourself. You're selling your confidence in the product, and that customer believes you, and that's what really makes them buy, you know, as long as they're a potential prospect. But the problem with selling is, and especially the selling you're talking about, is you're going to be limited. You only have so much energy. There's only so many hours in a day. There's 
only so many swap meets or so many hours you can sell out of the trunk of your car. You're limited by your time. It's like you could only put out so many of those bottle drops every day and look, you got an injury. What happens if you get another injury and you're unable to work? Then where's your business go? Nowhere because it's reliant on you and your energy and I'm sure you have a lot of energy and you love getting out and meeting people but you've got the most important thing, the ability to sell and the passion but to create something that you can sell where you only got to sell it once but have an automatic system. So let's just kind of look at my website as an example, okay? We've never talked. How many hours of audio have you listened to? I have listened to three CDs and I have six CDs total. All right, so you've listened to a few hours of audio and we're talking for the first time. I haven't invested any energy except the energy when I did that original recording and set that audio up. A lot of work from the beginning, but that website has got me talking to people all over the world to, I don't know, maybe there's probably 20 or 30 or 40 people right now listening to me on these audio recordings or they may be reading a transcript and they're all over the world. Michael Senoff is selling all over the world. What am I selling? I may be selling my joint venture course. I may be selling a system on how to do marketing consulting. I may be selling the person on me and my credibility. I may be selling them on a site that is designed to capture a name and an address and a phone number, contact information. I mean, everything I'm doing, I'm always selling something. You know, we're always selling, but I'm selling automatically. I'm not locked in to my selling system. I've got a system that is selling for me 24 hours a day. I mean, when nighttime comes, that's when Australia is waking up and I'm getting emails from Australia. It is a worldwide economy now. Half of my business is international, England, UK, Singapore. I mean, it's unbelievable. And what's opened that up really is the Internet. I mean, the Internet is amazing. And the computer and the way you can communicate with people. And you can sell through the Internet. I'm selling through the Internet. You know, the Internet is just a way to deliver information. I'm just telling you based on my experience, what I'm into right now and what I mainly do is I create and develop information products. And I asked you about margins. And I know you said, I don't want to rip anyone off. And maybe you're referring to that website guy where you paid three grand and they sold you just some digital bits of a template that really wasn't custom designed. And that is a ripoff. But there are things that sell for huge margins that people value that aren't a ripoff. And margins are where it's at. And that's probably one of the attractive things about the catalog. Those margins are pretty good. You know, they're better than being a retail store where you buy something for five and you sell it for ten because you're never going to get anywhere that way with overhead and your cost of employees and all that. So I would personally advise play around with the catalog, but I would think ahead and create an information product. That's what I'm doing now. Okay, what's your idea for an information product? I don't think I even got into that. There are two things I want to do. Is In talking to Gary, I came up with the idea to create an information packet, and that is about sales and marketing, not in high, big word forms, but just Brenda's idea, Brenda's way of doing things, because I always ABC people to death. Well, I want to do sales and marketing and talk about how to get involved in sales and how everybody gets out of bed. They're a salesperson and a marketing person. I'm doing this information packet and getting it together. That's going to lead into the sub-wholesaling packet. What I want to do is I want to put an ad in the paper somehow, some way, somewhere, and I want it to be creative enough and I want it to be catchy enough to get people to look at this. Well, I'm going to send them a letter, you know, for your free information letter. Please call 1-800-blah-blah-blah.
blah, blah. Then once they listen to the recording and leave their name and address or whether it's a place that's set up to do that sort of thing, then I'm going to send them a letter talking about the information packet for X amount of dollars. They would get into exquisitely yours. That's the name of my business. Sounds like a lot of work to me. And, you know, the thing is you can only deal with so many people. You can only deal with calling so many people back. Let's say you put that ad in the paper and you get 100 calls. You're going to be busier than hell. You're going to be on the phone calling these people back. You're going to be filling out applications. After a while, it may be exciting, like what you said when you first made that big deal of selling in the maternity store. Mm -hmm. But then it becomes more. Well, see, by then there will be enough money in for me to do the website I want. All right, but doesn't the catalog provide all the literature to recruit people, sub-wholesalers and everything? Yes. So they've got all that stuff. They've got proven stuff that works. What's this website that you want? The kind of website that I want, my sister and I are designing, and it's actually got a shooting star, and behind the tail of the shooting star, it's got the name of my company. You want a site design that's attractive that you like, right? Yeah, something that people would look at and say, oh, I like this, and they're going to want to look at it. All right, and you don't know how to do that yet. I don't know how to do that So why don't you pay someone to do that? You can go on to a website called Elance. You've probably heard me talk about it, E-L-A-N-C-E, and you can pay some guy from India $15 to do that for you, and screw learning how to do it yourself. Your time is the most valuable commodity. You don't have to learn how to do everything yourself when there's experts who can do it much better than you, and you're going to come out ahead just paying them to do it. Well, let me ask you this. I have a problem with trusting over the Internet. Because of your situation? Because of my situation, and well, I don't want to just hand off money and then not be sure. If you go to Elance, they have solved that problem. You don't hand over any money. Everyone is screened. I'm telling you, I'm not going to have time to go into all the benefits. If you go to elance.com, that is solved. You're okay. never going to lose out. People are screened. There's a rating like eBay. You know what eBay is? Mm-hmm. All right, there's feedback ratings. You're not going to get screwed on Elance. The only one who would get screwed is the person doing the work. You have the upper hand, and you have people bidding on your project. It is fantastic. You have experts that can do anything and everything from you bidding on your job from all over the world within an hour of the time you post what you want done. There's your workforce. All your expertise is right at that website and other sites like it. Design a site. Do this telemarket, my team, you know, I have a transcriber, I have someone who edits my audio recordings, I have a webmaster, I met them all through Elance, who originally bidded on my jobs, and then we built relationships, and I kept using them. My whole team has been found through Elance. So there's your workforce. Now you know you could push a button, type something in, get someone to do anything for you anywhere in the world for cheap, cheap, cheap. And I'm not saying cheap is always good because sometimes when you're working with someone in another country, there's time barriers and language barriers. But you have total control. I would spend an hour or two on that site. Just go get signed up. It doesn't cost anything to get signed up. The people who bid on your projects are the ones who pay. Now you have access to an entire workforce working as independent contractors to do anything you want, anything you can dream of, they're ready and willing and ready to work for you. Now, is that powerful? That's powerful. Okay. No employees, none of that crap. None of that. They're ready. They're ready to work for you for cheap. For more interviews like this, please go to hardtofindseminars.com. 
they do the stuff for you? Yeah. Do you think I'm sitting there typing all my transcripts out, editing every one of my recordings? I have a team. You know, you can't do it all yourself. That's the thing. You've got to learn to let go and get a team. Build a team to do these things for you. Your most important asset and the thing that's going to pay you the most money is your ability to sell. You know, that passion. That's what you should be focusing on. Now, finding something that you can create, an information product that you don't need a warehouse for, that you don't need trunks of your car. Information, it's digital, it's audio, it's a CD-ROM, it's a cassette tape, it's printed pages that you can print on demand. You could get a company to create and ship. You don't even have to touch this stuff. I mean, I'm giving information for free on my website, but there's other information that I sell. So you may pay 300 bucks for a course that I sell on how to do joint ventures. You pay me the $300, I send you to a link with all your information. I don't ship you anything. All I do is send an email, and there you have access to my information. You get a username and password, and boom, and I'm done with you unless you need help. Now, that's called leverage, okay? I didn't have to ship anything, and all that stuff is just going to make you get older faster. I want you to do it the easy way. So right now, I'm really high on information. And not only that, if you can create valuable information that people want or that you know people want already, they'll pay a lot of money for it. And I use an analogy. If you're in the desert and you're dying of thirst and there's a guy who knows where the water is, how much are you going to pay for that? You'll pay anything. And you'll thank them upside down. You'll give them everything you have in your pockets. Now, do you care how you get the information? Do you care that he says, well, I'm going to give you information where the water is, but I want to do it on this website with stars and it's going to be purple? Do you care what the website looks like? Do you care if the information or the map to where the water is is on a scribbled up, gross, ketchup-stained bar napkin? Do you care what the information's on, how it looks? for water, no. No. Well, that's how you should look at information. Because if you have a market that's hungry like that or thirsty like that, using the analogy of the water, they don't care. They just want the information. They want to know how to do it. Where is it? What do I need to do? And your information doesn't even have to look that pretty. So if I've somewhat got you interested in information, showing you how much easier it is and how you now can sell something internationally, you know, as long as they speak English, you could sell information, but you could even get it translated. The margins are there, and it's something you control, and you're not tied to catalog. And now here's an idea just from talking to you from the beginning. I'll just give you a simple idea of something you could do, okay? You had a great system for generating qualified leads for selling water softener systems. How many companies are selling water filtration systems around the country? I have no idea. There has got to be thousands of them. And you had a system that really worked, your bottle drop system. It's a proven system. You just outlined that system. Now, if I was in the water filtration business, and I guarantee you there's thousands of filtration businesses out there all over the country manufacturing and selling and looking for a system to sell home units. You just outlined a system that someone could go out and implement in a day and start having leads pouring in. You got a system to sell water filtration units. Now, did they train you on the bottle drop thing? Yeah, they're the ones who told me about it. They're the ones who buy the stuff for it. And if you're in the water treatment business, you're going to do it. Everybody does it. Bottle drops. Yeah. I've never seen it out here in California. Well, that's surprising. Well, you see, you think everyone's going to do it, but it's a big world out there. Go do a search on Google on the Internet for water filtration systems. And go talk to some of the salespeople and ask how they generate leads. And this is just an example. That's valuable to a company who's selling systems, who's selling units. You could sell that system for 1500 bucks, Just in the way you describe it, you gave me the outline of the system. But you could sell 
that entire system for 1500 bucks. Now, you could outline that system, and we could do an interview on exactly how to do it. You could have a little list of the suppliers, where to get the stakes, where to get the bags, and you outline in detail how they need to do it. It's like a training. Do a video of a training of exactly how to do it. When they place it in the ground, what's the best time to go? What houses don't you want to drop on? Do you want to make sure the next day, what time do you go to pick up the stakes? How do you keep from getting in trouble with the law? Where do you check to make sure it's legal to do it? Maybe it's a good idea to go to surrounding city limits. You know, this information can all be put on an audio recording. It's all in your head, right? Mm-hmm. You can have someone interview you, or you can write down all the important aspects of dropping bottles to sell 10 systems a month, guaranteed. And you could sell that training to water filtration companies. You can go call their marketing manager, their sales manager, and explain who you are and say that you have a proven system for selling full house units that works like you wouldn't believe, and you just tell them your story. I could interview you, someone could interview you, and you can get your whole story on an audio recording or on a CD or on a tape, and then you can mail that to these companies. And then it's your passion, your sales skill, your excitement, your enthusiasm, selling a thousand times a day if you wanted. If you send out a thousand tapes or a thousand CDs, you can have multiple people listening to your sales pitch on this system, and that's automatic selling, you see? Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? It's a very interesting concept. So all you're doing, you're selling once. You're capturing and canning it and cloning it, like we're recording this call. I could design an interview with you on your bottle dropping system on how to sell 10 units a month, guaranteed. Brenda's water filtration training system, guaranteed to sell you 10 full units a month or your money back, 1500 bucks. And then the interview will just go over your story. We wouldn't give away all the secrets. You couldn't give it all away. But you could do lead generation and take them through a process, and you could sell that information. And that system can be used by the owner of that company over and over and over again. You just guarantee it. You back it up. You can offer a consult over the phone if you wanted to. Most people won't take you up on it, but as long as they know what the system is, the formula, the recipe, they'll pay you big money for that. And I'm throwing out 1500 bucks, but what's it worth to a company who uses it? What could that be worth? That could be worth tens to 20, 50, 60,000 bucks for a proven system that sells units, that may sell units more than what they're doing. Even more than that, they may be wasting money on ineffective advertising that's just, if you work out the cost of their leads, you know, how much are they spending on advertising on television, the yellow pages, if they could eliminate that absorbent cost on advertising, then you can give them a more cost-effective way in generating qualified leads. You're going to save them all that additional money. You can actually show them how it won't even cost them anything for your system because the money you save on advertising will more than pay for your system. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. All right, so you have experience, you have some success, and that's why when I ask a lot of questions at the beginning, I like to know what you're good at, what you've done successful, because everyone has a product in them that's really valuable, but usually you don't recognize it because it's just something you did. But that is valuable to someone else. Not only that, I used to paint address numbers on curbs. I used to knock on doors and install peepholes, you know, door viewers in the doors. This is years ago in college, and I'd go out and make a couple hundred bucks a day. I'd knock on doors, I'd paint the address numbers on the curbs. I'd have my Makita drill. I'd drill the holes. But I was reliant on knocking on those doors, which was hard work. You've done the direct sales thing. But this bottle dropping method, now I would do it totally different. I would use direct mail or a method like the bottle dropping to get people to put a red sticker on the door, right where the door viewer would go. If they wanted, I'd just drive by and look for the red sticker. So if I had someone drive around and put a little envelope or a notice on their doorstep saying that I'm going to be in the area tomorrow, we're installing the door viewer. 
viewers in the doors and we're resurfacing the address numbers on the curb. If you'd like one, take this sticker, put it out there. That's a lot more effective than just knocking on doors cold. Yeah, and I don't want to burst your dreams and stuff with the catalog because it is an opportunity, but I'm just saying if you found a better way to go, it's something you should at least consider. A lot less headaches. You've got to take your passion. That's your most valuable asset is your ability to sell, your ability to be passionate about it. And if you found anything that was exciting to you, I'm sure you could sell it. You could probably sell anything to anyone if you're into it. Oh, yeah, because when I worked at the dealership in one month, I bought in 30 grand for aftermarket stuff, and that just really impressed me. So you did that by following up with customers, right? Well, all customers were directed to my desk once they buy a vehicle. I would dress it up, and I would put their vehicle in their color on the computer screen, and then I would add things to it to show them what it would look like. So you had a specific method in selling aftermarket products for the dealership. And here's another idea. That was a successful system, right? You had a special way of doing it. And that intellectual property, that's your ideas. That's something you came up with that really worked. That's another system, every car dealer could be interested in proving their aftermarket sales. Yep. And that's another information product that you could create. So anything you've sold very well could be packaged into a how-to product or a training or a system that you can sell. And again, the information could be nothing but all set up on a website, no inventory, just a website, just a username and password. There it is. It does take work getting it transcribed. You could have the audio. All the information I have on my site is delivered. It's audio. You can download the MP3. You now have the ability to burn CDs. Please with all of that. I am selling right now all over the world. Right now, my voice is being heard. It's being read. It's just amazing. And it's only going to get more and more as time goes by. So I'm building a selling machine, an automatic selling machine. It's an automatic Michael Senoff information vending machine. <laughs> it's really what it is. It's so cool. Yeah, it is cool. I'm not stuck. And I don't like wasting time. We're recording this call, but there's something in it for me. I'm giving you my best advice at what I know now. And I get to use this recording with your permission. And I'm going to use this to share with other people. You know, I also give back to a lot of people. So other people will hear these ideas and hopefully it will impact them and someone will thank me down the road. Or someone may hear it and say, I want to talk to that Brenda girl, the one selling them water softener systems. <laughs> That's a great idea because commission on that, I've even had commission over $2,000 on the system. So, but see, the key word there is passionate. You have to be passionate because people see your eyes, they see your body language, they see your expressions, they see everything there is to see about you, and you're on the platter, and if you don't deliver. <laughs> That's if you're face-to-face, -face, okay? But you can hear my passion in the transcripts and in my audio, can't you? Yeah, well, I can hear your sincerity. I can hear that you're really deep into passing this on to other people. So that's a passion, but you could do that just on audio without someone seeing you. See, I'm saying take yourself out of the picture. Get your passion and capture it on audio. Or it could be on a videotape, and then if someone watches a videotape, they can see you. I'll give you an example. I got an email this morning, okay? I'll just read you a little bit. I'm 27 years old, accountant with Tyson Foods Incorporated. I'm married, two five-year-old daughters. My goal is to eventually work from home and still provide my family a very comfortable lifestyle. Okay, enough about me. The reason I'm contacting 
contacting you is because I have a couple of questions I was hoping you could help me with. I'll try and take as little of your time as possible. Number one, you interviewed a guy named Alan Miller who was making a great living buying and selling old trailer homes. Did he ever put together a product outlining this? Do you know how I can get in touch with him? So this is a guy who listened to one of my recordings with this guy who makes all this money selling trailer homes. You may not see that on the site. It's on my CD. Alan Miller is a guy. We were going to create an information product. I did a great interview with him on how he made money buying these beat-up trailer homes, flipping them and turning them. It was a great interview. But the guy never did anything with it and never created an information product. But every month, I'll get emails like this about Alan Miller. And I say, well, I don't have any information on him because this was years ago. I did the recording. But these recordings are designed to sell. So just for example, we could do your system on how to bottle drop for profits. Hey, I just heard this recording with Brenda on how to bottle drop. But that's what you could do. That's an automatic lead generator without me being in the car putting stakes in the ground. I don't want to do it, but other people would be willing to do it. Well, there are tons of people that would be willing to do it, especially if they don't have what it takes to go out and do information packets. Have I given you something to think about? You have definitely given me something to think about, and I'm definitely going to take advantage of everything that we have talked about. Michael, I had really enjoyed this, and I really am thankful that you spent the time doing it, and I know that you got something out of it, but I got something out of it, and I think this has just been really great. Call me back, and we can do additional recordings, and if you want to follow through on some of the advice or whatever you're doing, you want to bring me up to date and tell me of any successes, we'll just keep adding on to it. I will definitely do that. And again, I really appreciate everything. Thanks for taking the time. You're very welcome. Have a great weekend. All right. You do the same. Bye-bye. If you'd like to hone your skills as a copywriter, I have available for you the largest collection of one of the all-time master copywriters. His name is Claude Hopkins. Do a search on Claude Hopkins or go to my website, ClaudeHopkinsAdvertising.com. Claude Hopkins was one of the founders of Modern Day Advertising. He was one of the all-time legends in the industry. And myself and a partner have authored a book called the Claude Hopkins Advertising Collection. We have also searched thousands of newspapers to pull out all his classic ads. He's been responsible for building companies like Pepsi and Toothpaste, Palmolive, Schlitz Malt Liquor, many household products like puffed wheat cereal that you're still using in your kitchens today and he was the master and the genius behind this. He was responsible for many of the cars we drive today like the Oldsmobile. Go check it out. ClaudeHopkinsAdvertising.com If you want the ultimate in education on how to write copy you cannot pass this up. So go on over to ClaudeHopkinsAdvertising.com and learn from the best. Hi, this is Michael Sinoff with HardToFindSeminars.com. That is the end of this Flash Consult with Brenda. If you would like to have a consultation done by me and recorded and posted up on my website at HardToFindSeminars.com, please email me at Michael at HardToFindSeminars.com. Make sure you search around the site and look for other interviews that I have available on all my partner websites. Thanks for listening.